0: Welcome to Things We're Too Lazy to Blog About. I am Amanda Lauren and I am with my co host, Allie Levine.
1: Hey, hey, hey. And we are with the amazing Gretchen Rossi and Slade. Slade. <laughs> and um, of course, everyone knows um, who Gretchen and Slade are, but for those that of course um, are listening or living under a rock, that's true. <laughs> uh, Gretchen is a former real housewife, a beauty and fashion guru, decor entrepreneur, reality star, and has an amazing luggage line and nail polish and just a just amazing entrepreneur, all in one, doing Gretchen. amazing thing. Thank you so much for coming on, Thank and Slade, we're so excited you're on too. We, we are. I said to Allie, I'm like,
2: Slade better be coming on. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I just drive the car, ladies.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was well, quite of an, an introduction. Thank you guys so much.
1: So sweet. You're thank you. We're so, so excited to have you on. I mean, obviously, Gretchen, you know, you're a dear friend, and I love always getting to style with you and have so much fun in fashion. And we've been talking about having you on for a while, so we're so excited that got have to have you, you on.
2: on. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, if everybody... Uh, wants to see how fabulous Ali is a stylist. Just go check out my Instagram because oh, you was me half the time. And you're amazing. I love
1: working with you too, love. Thank you. So um, we'll just dive right in. Um, we, you know, of course, we, there's so many things we can talk about. So we kind of wanted to leave it up to you to start and just kind of let you, you know, tell us what you're up to right now. And, you know, the kind of the brand of Gretchen Rossi and you as a person and what's going on. And then we'll kind of ask our questions.
2: Perfect. Sure. Sure. I mean, how long do you guys have? No, we got all day for you. All day for
3: you.
2: You know, I mean, obviously, a lot of people know Slate and I from Housewives, which we're trying to get away from being known from Housewives. But um, you know, we left, we, we left the show about, I think, it's, what four or five years ago now, and um, it truly was one of the better decisions that we've made. Um, you know, as much as we loved, you know, the time on the show and, and getting to know the fans and being connected to the fans that way, um, it really was just time to to move forward. And, and um, we've been really grateful that we did that. It's, it's allowed our business, Gretchen Christine, to really grow in leaps and bounds um, and really go to the next level of, of what we wanted to do. I mean, you know filming housewives is truly a full-time job a lot of people don't realize that and you're just 24/7 you know almost year round doing stuff when you're on the show so it doesn't allow a lot of time or a lot of free time to you know to really put into the other aspects of your life or your business so um so it was really exciting because in the last um year and a half we were acquired by um, by a large portfolio of, um, global luxury bl- brands, which was very exciting for us. It's something that I've worked very hard for for the last nine years since we launched Gretchen Christine. It's and we just have that. really, I know, is that amazing? What, love? Oh, I thank you. Thank it's you.
1: Been around
0: for that long, because I think that like this goes to like, I just have to say this, that like, I feel like we've been, it's been around for nine years. I haven't been hearing about it for nine years. And it just goes to show you what it takes to build a brand and, yeah. and an empire, yeah. and empire and what kind of hard work that you have to put in. Because I think that a lot of people, you know, make the mistake that people, everyone thinks, Oh, that person came out of nowhere
2: or that happened overnight. And that, that's simply untrue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's so true. And that's such a good point. I mean, I think, that, you know, a lot of people, it's its such a great point. A lot of people don't realize that we have been doing this since 2009 and uh, or 2008, technically, because we were on the show then. Um, mm-hmm. So it's been a very long, long journey. And, you know, we're really proud of everything we've done. There's definitely been some, you know, some hurdles and some struggles along the way. And, you know, especially when we first left Housewives, it was interesting because you forget how much of a, uh you know a platform that was of, of basically free advertisement so you know we didn't have to spend your typical you know 20 to 30% on a marketing budget because we had it built in with the show so you just kind of have to bob and weave and and change the way that you go about doing things um you know as the company grows and expands but you know thankfully we obviously were successful enough to have this other company come and acquire us and and be able to take us to um, to the next level and scale it at a at a different level that we would be able to do on our own. But, you know, everybody saw us in the garage, literally packing orders. And we started the business out of our garage with a little idea that I had. Yeah, I and, it. you know, now it's, it's, you know, we're in seven different warehouses across the world and we have just a lot more um, distribution and we just have a great, you know, staff and team. And so, it's been really exciting but you know it's a full-time job. Like every day I get up and doing Gretchen Christine. So that's been our main our main focus and our main priority as far as work goes, but um but we've also been uh taking or we've been t- I don't know what the right word is. Taking the journey. What have we been doing?
3: <laughs> we've been this is the best part, you guys. Gretchen comes up with a new Gretchenism.
1: I love it. I love Gretchenisms. I always joke with Gretchen that I have Aliism, but it works, you know.
3: Exactly.
1: Like exactly. literally can't
3: come up with like. Are you, words. are you trying to say you're just enjoying the journey?
2: No, I'm saying about Are we
3: taking a road trip. I'm talking about are we going on vacation. Oh my
2: lordy, I can't even talk with this guy. No. <laughs> I know. I, I love, I mean love that. <laughs> We're talking about IVF and
3: uh, oh. and our whole journey. It's our road to baby. Yeah, the road to
2: baby. So So exciting. Yeah, so that's that's been a very long journey for us. I mean, I think that's kind of where we left off at Housewives. Slade and I had gotten engaged and we were talking about having a baby. And, you know, I had no idea that trying to have a baby would take as long as it has been. I mean, it's been four years of, of trying and really trying to figure out what to do. A lot of people um, might not have realized this, but Slade had a spectomy 15 years ago. So, um, so, you know, we really the only option we had was a reversal or to do IVF because we couldn't just get pregnant naturally. And um, so we tried IVF. We got 14 embryos, and sadly, we lost all of them about six hours before they were supposed to implant on our first round which was very devastating and really, really hard. It took me probably close to a year and a half to even reconsider even doing anything. And then Slade was so sweet, and he had decided that he was going to reverse his vasectomy and surprise me on my birthday and told me he already had it all scheduled and everything. So he went and reversed his vasectomy. Sadly, uh, you know, it takes about 18 months to see if it, if it worked, and sadly, that did not work. So we ended up deciding to go back to IVF, and um, we're with an amazing doctor by the name of Dr. Suri at Southern California Reproductive Center, and uh, we've gone through two rounds of IVF again, and we're waiting results right now. But it's been a very arduous, difficult, long, emotional journey. <laughs> it is. And so,
3: Allie, I know that you just had your baby. Yes. <laughs> so. We're- Cong- congratulations Congrats. there we're very excited <laughs> for you so yeah. imagine imagine going through the 9 months that you just went through for 4 years <laughs> yeah i know and i
0: mean that is <laughs> sounds exhausting yeah
1: I mean and you know I said to Gretchen when when she was you know texting me during my pregnancy and being so supportive and asking me how I was feeling and then after I gave birth how I was feeling and everything and I said to her I'm like you know you should also be like really proud of yourself and really inspired by yourself because what you are going through is so hard and you're also going through it in a sense publicly and you guys have been also so good about constantly sharing the IVF journey and showing everything that you guys are going through and Amanda and I were saying today, like we think that's so powerful and so so great because so many people don't talk about it. Like people don't talk about how hard that can be or how hard, you know, a birth can be or what, you know, we go through as trying to get to that level of, you know, being parents and being able to reproduce. And it's, it's not easy. And so I think it's like really inspiring and really helpful to show others that like, this is what we're going through and we're still going through it, but we're still pushing through and we're still, you know, going for the same goal and this is what we want. And I think that's incredible.
3: Well, and I, and I, I appreciate you saying that. And I have to give extra props to, uh, to Gretchen because what I think a lot of people also don't realize is that a lot of times, you know, it's, it, the burden falls on the woman to go through this process. I mean, we, men might try to be there in support uh, but the truth is, is the burden of the shots and the tests and the blood draws all fall on the woman. And a lot of times it has nothing to do with the woman. Gretchen doesn't really have fertility issues. This is all a result of the fact that I chose 18 years ago to have a vasectomy, you know, um, cause I felt I was being responsible at that time, you know, never thinking far enough into the future. Um, assuming it could just easily be reversed because that's what they tell you. And so, you know, we've dealt with a lot of these complications and, you know, I, I applaud her for going through the, the, everything she's going through so that, that we can have kids together because, uh, you know, half the time it's the guy. It's not the girl. yet. But it's not the guy who has to have the ultrasounds or the blood draws or, you know, have their legs up in a stirrup and all that stuff. <laughs> so, you know, it's just a lot to ask your partner to do.
2: Well, you know, that's so sweet of him to say, but I will say that it really truly is, you know, it truly does take, both both partners to really get through it and, and deal with it I mean there's a lot of people that do it on their own too which I totally commend but I'm I'm very grateful that I do have Slade by my side helping me through it all and I and I appreciate you guys saying you know that it's great that we've been so open about it and I'll kind of explain a little bit why we decided to be so public and open is you know it's interesting when I when I first put myself out on national television, I was like, Oh dear, what did I do? It was like, that wasn't my best decision yet. However, um, as the years went on and, and as I would receive so many wonderful emails from fans or people saying, thank you so much for sharing the story You've been so inspirational, or, you know, you've really helped me through something like even sharing the story about Jeff and his cancer or Slade and I struggling financially during a period or just all the stuff that, we were very open and honest about, I saw this opportunity to really just be really raw and real and let people know what the truth is behind the IBS stuff, because I think two things happen. And I was one of these people, and this is why it was important for me to share my story. Um, I think that Hollywood glamorizes the fact that you can have a baby whenever. And I think that they don't really tell the full story and I think yes. that there's so many young women today that are focused on their career. And I think it's wonderful and great, but I think that they are, you know, being misled a little bit by the way that Hollywood glamorizes the fact that you can have a baby when you're 46 and Halle Berry or 50 and Janet Jackson or all these different people. Now, I don't know they're in those, you know, celebrities in particular situations, but what I do know is after doing, you know, huge amounts of research, I realized that a lot of these women are not being honest and they're saying, oh yeah, I had a baby, you know, through IVF, but they're not telling people that they've they've used egg donors in order to have these children. And, you know, just the science of what your body does, you lose close to 50% of your eggs starting between age 34 to 39 And then 39 to 42, you lose a whole other 50% on top of that. So, you know, there's definitely people that are still getting pregnant with their own eggs, but the percentages are not as high as everybody's making it look like. And that was a really harsh reality for me to have to face going through this, you know, just just knowing like, wait a minute, because I think all of us as women, especially, and in today's age, I think we all think that we're invincible and we're strong and we're young and we, you know, we have access to so many things that keep us looking young and feeling young. And then when you go in and the doctor's like, mm, yeah, you don't have, you know, as good of eggs or you don't have as good a quality or you don't have as many mature eggs as you think you have or, you know, your ovarian reserve isn't as high as you thought you had. It's like it's so against the grain of what makes sense in your own mind and body because your mind and body feel so young but this is just the cycle, the uh, physiological aspects of, of what happens in life. So I, I wanted to share the story because I think it's so important that women, especially younger women that are career focused or are busy doing other things in their life, that they really consider freezing their eggs and they really consider their options at a younger age, because who knows, they might wake up and be 42 and decide that they want to have a baby and that's great. But that. Option might be taken away from them, and they might not even realize it.
1: Oh, absolutely, and I think it's really good of you to like be that honest about it. And I agree with you. Like, I think that a lot of you know. First of, all, obviously, we all love Hollywood, but we all know everything is glamorized, period. But you're right when it comes to IVF and having babies, and even just giving birth. I mean, you know, I opened up to people about my C-section. Yeah reach out to me and we're like, it was like that. Are you serious? And you're still going through this? And I'm like, yes, but it's not just me. It's every other woman who also had a C-section. Maybe it's different types of pain. It's different levels of different things that happen, but we all go through it in some way, shape or form. And I think I agree with you that people don't know that because it is glamorized and because it is hidden. And so I really, really appreciate how vulnerable and honest you've been with everything because it's like, okay, it's not, you know, sugar and rainbows and unicorns. Like it's, it's
3: hard,
1: you know, and this is what you have to continue to do, you know? And so it's like, you know, and, and I truly believe you guys will, will get there. And I know you guys, I want to give you some
0: inspiration. Okay. And I, I I don't know if I've heard this story on the podcast, but my mom's best friend, her husband had a vasectomy, had it reversed, Mm -hmm. had twins. At 49. And now they're seniors in college. So this was way before all of the technology that we had today. It was, I mean, I don't know about the history of IVF, but clearly it was far more of a challenge, you know, over 20 years ago. So, and they are very, and by the way, she had other medical issues and like the average, not Hollywood people. Very, very opposite of Hollywood so I just want to let you guys I wanted to share their story with you so you know that like it can happen and it will happen and it it does happen you know it's just I really believe that you two are going to be such amazing parents and you're gonna have a gorgeous
1: baby I know right I mean that was thank you guys (laughs) It's true, though. I mean, it, you will. You guys love an absolutely beautiful baby, and you know it'll all work out. But I mean, I just think it's amazing how positive you've been. I mean, I told you, Gretchen, like when I watch your stories and even see with the shots, like I squirm and cry for you because, like, I I, don't know. <laughs> I am just like in general with like that, and I'm just like, oh my god, she's so vulnerable to like show that and put that out there and show that like that was hard. That was hard. You know.
2: Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, it was interesting because, you know, I was not feeling good at all during that first round, and I just didn't even have the energy to want to put makeup on or put myself together like how people normally see me. And, you know, I really debated going back and forth sharing those videos because I was doing blogging every day, and actually I've only posted up to, like, day six, so I still have, like, a whole other, you know, Mm -hmm. amount of days to still post. but. Um, but it was it was really hard for me to to post myself in such a vulnerable state and just showing my real raw emotions. But after I did it, I mean, I I've never received more emails, more messages, more you know DMs, more you know posts on my on my post saying thank you so much for sharing. You know this is so inspirational. So I was so grateful that I did it after the fact, even though I was nervous beforehand. But I think that that's a testament to you know everyone out there that. You know life is really just about sharing and being vulnerable and being honest because you don't even realize how much you might be helping the next person just by sharing your story and so you know anybody out there that's thinking about you know, I don't want to share this or I'm too embarrassed or I'm too nervous, or i you know don't look a certain way or whatever it is that you might be concerned about if if you think about the fact, if you just received one email of somebody saying literally. You, you, you've you changed my life or you've helped me or you've helped me feel not so all alone. I mean, just that alone, you've changed one person's life. And so it really, it really does feel worth it once you, once you do that. So I would encourage everyone out there to share their stories because I think that that is the way that, you know, us as humans connect and, and it allows us to realize that we're not alone and that, you know, there's a lot of people that are going through if I had no idea how many people, you know, have to go through IVF. And it's been really, it's been really cool to have such a community of people reach out and, and talk to us. And, you know, it's been great for Slade too, because a lot of times people do forget the men, you know, it's all about the women. I mean, just yesterday, you know, I was back in the doctor's office getting poked and prodded and I had to do a water ultrasound. I was in pain and, you know, I came home and, and, and I was having other issues because of it and like all this stuff. And I looked at Slade, and I'm like, oh, why do I have to go through this? But I forget that, you know, him as my partner, he's the one that's running to the pharmacy and picking up, you know, all the meds and the antibiotics and, you know, the the pain medicine and the cranberry juice and all the stuff that you have to go get because of the stuff that you're going through. And it's like sometimes the men's, you know, feelings and emotions get ignored because it's just all about the woman. And we have to take into account, you know, how your partner's feeling as well, even though he's not the one that's getting poked and prodded. Like he's, he's still going through it with you and he's still going through the emotions of of you know either losing the embryos or it taking or it not taking, or all the different stages that you go through, so I really encourage everyone out there to to really just you know really connect with your partner and make sure that you guys um you know are on the same page about everything. I think that's super important.
1: Absolutely. And I, and like you just said, it's a partnership and it's being a partner. And, and, you know, Slade has obviously been incredible. I mean, like I even see him, you know, with you when, you know, you were starting all the IVF stuff and I was styling you for different things. And we had events and you still had to keep up your appearances and everything you were doing. And he was, you know, behind the scenes helping meet me for dresses mm. and go to showrooms. <laughs> yeah doing yep. everything that he could do to help. And you're right. It's so important that you have that support and you guys are very lucky and blessed to have each other for that. But I completely agree with you. Like when you put yourself out there and you let people know about your journey, it's true. People do reach out and more than you expect. And same with me with the C-section. Like I could not believe how many moms came forward and messaged me and emailed me and wrote on my blog and said, I went through the exact same thing or I labored for that many hours or I had the same thing. I wanted a water birth, you know, Like, and I felt so so much better. Like it was almost therapeutic to me. And I didn't even yeah. realize I was helping those people too. So you're right. It's like just so nice all around.
2: Yeah, I agree. A hundred percent.
1: Well, I mean, thank you so much for being so honest about that. But um, we want to talk about your mm-hmm. amazing, uh, you know, uh, handbag and luggage line and what you're doing with Trial True. And can you fill us in on everything?
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, um, thank you about saying my amazing handbag line. I worked very hard on this last collection. <laughs> worked. I mean you see me. So I carry crazy. my little clutch with
1: me constantly. I mean you you made fun of me last time because I had like my like, <laughs> big bag and I had your clutch inside of it and you're like, Why do you hold it like you can't part from your little one? <laughs> um you know what I, I love it.
0: The the luggage, with the matching, like the wheel thing with the matching carry-on, because normally it doesn't match and it just looks awful when you're going through the airport. And I love that it's like designed to go together, especially because it's just so hard to get through the airport. This is true. Yeah.
2: Well, it's funny. Most of my designs come from my travels. I mean, most of everything that I've ever created has been because I've just been so frustrated with traveling and you know, certain things not working while I'm traveling. And so a lot of my designs come from that inspiration of just like, how could I make this so much easier? And so uh, this recent luggage collection I'm super excited about. I love the fact that, you know, both the duffel, which is sold out unfortunately, but both the duffel and the purse uh, can sit on top of the roller bag so that, you know, when you walk up to to hand your ticket to the attendant. That your bag doesn't flip over or go flying or whatever. Like, those sort of things drive me nuts. And so, we created that little flap on the back of the bag so that it easily went over the roller bag. And, you know, I wanted the wheels to be 360 degrees that could actually turn all the way around. I wanted it so that it was very lightweight so that, you know, when you're lifting it up in the overhead bins, because it's it's not easy for for anybody, but especially for women, it's not easy to lift up the bag. Mm-hmm. I always sure.
0: need to people to help me It's usually yeah, I yes. put in heavy shoes exactly, and they're like, do you have bricks in here? I'm like, no, just shoes.
2: <laughs> I know. No, I totally know because I carry my sunglasses and my jewelry and sometimes if I have a super nice pair of shoes, I have those in there. And I just it gets very heavy. So it's like I really wanted the bag to be lightweight. The other thing that I found when I was traveling is I can't tell you how many times I get off the plane and not be expecting that it started raining or something to where yeah. I was going. And I would get so frustrated because I'd be, like, so concerned about, you know, a lot of my carry-ons were really nice, but they were leather pieces or something that was, you know, could easily get damaged in the weather. So with this nylon material, it's super easy to wipe off. It can totally withstand the rain. I mean, I don't, I don't suggest, like, standing out there and letting it go, but <laughs> it's nylon material, so it, the, the rain kind of just um, rolls right off of it yeah, it kind of beats off of it. So it's just, it's a really nice, um, set. And I've, I've tried to think of every last detail with it. I have the pockets on either side of the, uh, of the Wheeler bag, the, the bottom bag, so that you could easily have water bottles or, you know, your phone charger or something that you can easily grab. So I really try to think of every aspect of my handbags for it to be very functional and for it to be versatile. Like for instance, You know, I can't tell you how many times I've gone on vacations and I'm like carrying 12 bags and I get so frustrated about it. So that's why I've designed different bags like the jammy tote where the jammy tote actually converts into a different size bag so that when I'm traveling on the plane, I have a larger tote so I can fit everything in there. But if I want to go out at night to dinner, I don't want to carry this big tote. So I actually make it so you can convert the handbag to be a smaller size or like the matching jammy wallet, you can actually carry it just as a clutch, but your phone still fits in there. So there's like different things or like the, the crossbody that you have, the Cassandra, Cassandra, right? Cassandra? No, that's the coin purse. What's the crossbody name? Kelsey. The Kelsey, Jeez Louise. There's so many names. Um, the Kelsey crossbody, that bag I just love because it still can fit in any luggage or in your purse, like your big tote when you're traveling. And then it's so perfect because you can use it as a crossbody. It fits your iPhone. It fits your credit cards. It fits your cash. It fits a lipstick, and you can go running out and not have to worry about carrying a big bag. So, I I really really try to think of every last little detail in every collection that I'm designing. I I designed for purpose. I don't just design because it's cute or trendy. I really design for purpose. And it's so exciting when I have, you know, customers or clients coming back saying, um, you know, gosh, this has been such a lifesaver for me, or I love this feature of the bag, because it, it, it makes me feel like they appreciate the time and energy that I've put into it.
0: Oh, that's, that's amazing. It's really hard too when you travel, because I feel like you have to be like, As much as you want something pretty, there's only so much you can bring with you, no matter where you're going, Mm -hmm. and you need something to be useful and durable, and that, you know, is a multitasker. Um, It's so funny, because I was using my makeup case. I actually gave it to my mom, because she liked it so much, so I'm like, okay, you can have it, Mm -hmm. but I was, like, out, and I was just, it was big enough that I ended up just using it as a clutch um, when I was was seeing my parents, because it looked so pretty, and I'm like, oh, this is so easy, Mm -hmm. and it fits a lot. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. You know, I love, right. I love you said Gretchen design with purpose because it's so true like I think especially being a stylist like I love so many designers for what they do but when people design like with purpose and they have that in mind and they really think about that and you know think about not just the struggles that like you go through as an everyday person but what someone else goes through it's so Mm -hmm. true and we travel like all of us travel whether you're going for a day trip or you know you're going for a week or you're there for a month like it's still the same exhaustion and I love that you kind of thought about that when you were creating these different pieces it's like okay the wheels have to be this this has to be this kind of tilt this needs this feel and it wasn't just like oh let's make everything pretty and then if
2: it works great and i think that's like incredible thank you yeah no i mean obviously it's super important to me that that the um the bags are pretty and, and on trend and all that stuff but that's not our first priority like that's not what we go into it just designing pretty bags because anybody can design a pretty bag when, you, when you're able to really turn a bag into something that's super functional that you can take from day to night, you can take to the office, you can go out with, you can use at a concert, you can you know put bag inside bag. Like I just traveled to Vegas, and I had my roller set, and I literally took the purse off, my, off the top of the roller set, put it inside my big tote, which inside that bag, I had the Kelsey crossbody, <laughs> which I also had my black little Devon bag all in my big tote. So now I literally carried one, two, three, four, five, five bags, (laughs) but I only had two bags walking onto the plane. And I do that on purpose because I want to be able to change out my bags or change the look of what I'm doing. And so every time that I'm creating a collection, I'm thinking about all the different ways that they can interchange and interact with each other. And that's why I created these, um, these interchangeable, I call them guitar straps, but it's really cool because you can literally change The entire look of your style of your bag of, um, you know, kind of if you're going for more rock and roll feel or more, you know, feminine flirty feel with these different straps that have, you know, the embroidered flowers on it or the snakeskin strap or the studded strap or, you know, the embroidered um, stitched red and and, uh, gold flower on it. So there's just so many different designs options. Um, that you can really change out with the bags and completely change your look. So I like that. I want a bag that can be versatile, that is not just the same bag every time, that you know, you walk out the door.
1: Yeah, I love that. And I think that's amazing. And I love that, like, that's where your inspiration came from. And it's, like, so cute because you can see it whenever you post, like, with your bags. Like, you can see, like, you truly – genuinely travel like with your luggage like you believe in it and like you said it's like of course it's trendy and it's pretty but it's like actually versatile too and like that's amazing
2: well thank you for that I really do pride myself on the fact that I do use my own bags I mean I, I it, listen I have a beautiful handbag collection of designer bags and not saying that I don't ever use those or won't ever use those again however I am a true believer I'm not one of these celebrities that just slaps my name on something. I am truly designing, creating in the, um, you know, in the office sampling, you know, picking out the sourcing of materials, everything from start to finish, I'm doing it. And I don't think a lot of people realize that because a lot of celebrities, I hate that word, but a lot of, you know, public people just slap their name on a product and then they, you never even see them carrying it. Well, for me, how can I ask you to come purchase something from me that I'm not even willing to carry myself? Like to me, that just seems so off.
3: So, you know, I
2: do, I really do. I rock my bags every day. I love it. I I rock them for a specific reason, meaning because it actually works, because it actually holds the stuff that I need in it, whether it be, I did a little video the other day on my Instagram showing that it fits my full-size brush, it fits a full-size makeup bag, it fits my full big camera in there. It has spaces for my credit card holder. It has all this stuff. And I thought of every little detail. So it's easy for me to carry my bag. And represent because I actually made them so that it would fit the stuff that most women carry around, you know, or, you know, the side pocket that holds your cell phone, it actually holds a cell phone with a large case on it. So I've thought of every little detail, because me, because myself is, you know, is using the bags and, and, uh, and I and I love the fact that I am proud to wear them because they're, they're cute, and they're pretty, and they're functional.
1: I love it. That's, that's, that's amazing. Good, good for you. love And I love you. Said so you don't just slap it on. I know that about you, but mm-hmm. I love that you're saying that publicly because it's true. It's like no shade to any other public figures or celebrities, but there's so many you see nowadays that just throw their name on this and throw their name on that and, you know, collect a paycheck. And it's like, no, you really do put in the blood and sweat and tears. And yeah. you really do like feel it and try it and make sure you believe in it before you even put it out there and you go through the sampling. And like, you really do, like you have to, and I've seen you like with your products, how much it's like becomes part of your baby and like part of you. And you need to make sure that it's everything and more before you put it out there. So I, like I love that about you.
2: Thank you. So sweet.
0: It's also affordable too, which I thought, I think the price point is important because I think that you know, it's really frustrating, you know, it's, it's hard to find a beautiful bag or even beautiful. L- I was really shocked when I saw the price of the luggage because luggage is so expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to have it within reach for women, I, I think it's, I think that's really important. How did you decide on the, on the price point? Because you could have gone, it's reasonable, but I feel like you could have also done it in a way less expensive way.
2: So the way that we decided the pricing of that, well, see, a lot of people don't know this, but first and foremost, we, ever since I started my company, my mission behind my company was to have affordable luxury and for it to be, um, you know, accessible to every person out there. And I really hated the fact that I can't tell you how many times I would, you know, buy a designer handbag and I'd get an email from somebody that said. Um, you know, oh, I love your handbag. Where'd you get it? And I would say, oh, it's Versace. And I literally feel the disappointment coming back in the emails with somebody saying, (laughs) oh, I can never afford that. And it always made me so sad to think that like, you know, the everyday woman out there wanted access to beautiful high-end fashion that was affordable. And so a couple things that we really, um, wanted to do was make sure that, you know, our products were affordable. Um, and that, you know, this wasn't about just, oh, we got to, you know, mark this up and make, so much money that, you know, it, it doesn't matter. It's like, that's not really what it was about. I'm, I'm creating, designing these bags for the everyday woman that really wants, you know, some high end beautiful fashion. I, I do do a lot of the embellishments and bells and whistles on these bags, everything from the feet on the bottom to the nice thicker zippers to, you know, the different embellishments to making sure the handles fold flat so that when you do use it as the crossbody body it actually lays flat against your body. I mean, listen, those things cost money, but Those are the things that really were important to me that, you know, when people were receiving our bags, they were still high quality, but they didn't feel like they had to break the bank in order to get the bag. And so we, we do at Gretchen Christine, we pride ourselves on accessible luxury like that. And, um, and that's really what helped drive the price points for us. It really had nothing more to do than just having, you know, customer satisfaction.
1: Yeah, that's awesome, and I think it's smart that you kind of keep that in mind. And you're right; it's true. It's like people will comment and be like, "Oh my god, I love this!" And you're like, "Thanks." And like in one in one point in your brain, you're like, "Yeah, it's Versace; it's fabulous." And then you're like, "Oh, but you probably aren't going to go buy it." So now you're like, "Okay, well, I'm sorry, but um, yeah, that's what I'm carrying." And like I have those moments. Like I'll post something, and I'm like well, I want to tag it because I'm like excited that I invested in this for myself. But then most people are going to go, oh, I can't really get this. And like, and I think that's like a normal reaction. But I love that it's like, you said, like, Gretchen stuff is affordable. So it's like, oh, I love but it's it. High,
0: it's high. It's end. affordable, but it's not like, you know, it's within reach for a lot of people, but it's exactly. not like, you know, $10 for, for a bag. So you know it's like a good quality. Exactly. And the quality is, I I really like felt, I went there and I felt up your luggage. At that <laughs> the the sure. quality is high. Like, it it's is really great. good, well made stuff. And I think it, it's Thank hard sure. to find. That are well made these days. Like, I can't even tell.
2: You you can say that
1: again. (laughs) Oh, I had, I don't want to say
0: who it was, but I've had companies send me clothes where things are like $90, $100 for an item, which I don't think is cheap. And like, it's just made like such complete garbage. (laughs) And I'm just like, oh, it's so hard to post this because this is beautiful. But I don't, it's hard for me to recommend things that aren't a good quality. And I, I think it's, I think it's amazing that you really put thought into design and what you use and how it's going to be used. Because I think a lot of people just honestly just slop stuff together. They do. You're, you're Absolutely. not, and you could do that. You could throw your name on anything, but like you're sitting there, you're doing it and you're putting yourself into your work. And that's just so important.
2: Yeah. Thank you. I mean, it, it is, it is interesting. Cause I mean, obviously, you know, being on a show for as long as we were, I, I got deals thrown at me 24 seven. And, you know, we actually walked away from a couple very lucrative deals that were just licensing deals, but I had no say in what, you know, what the production or, or, you know, manufacturing level of what was happening um, was. And I was not okay with that. I just said, I'm not going to allow you just to stick my name on anything and everything. And, um, you know, if not be of the quality that I want and i I wasn't willing to allow the brand to be affected negatively because of you know something that somebody else wanted to do super cheap and knowing that they could just sell millions of it. but then you know you have all these customers coming back being frustrated or angry about you know the quality of it, and that that hurts the brand overall so for me, it's about you know anybody out there that's listening that is you know an entrepreneur or considering going into any sort of you know, manufacturing or anything like that, I, I really tell you to take heed of those things because, I mean, if you're looking to get in and out and, you know, make some money right away, then okay, maybe. But for me, this was about long-term. This was about the longevity of the brand. This was about truly building a, uh, a fan of Gretchen Christine and having the customers want to come back for more because they know that it's good quality product that's at an accessible or affordable price. Um, we even at one point had what was called, um, I think it was called future pay, where some people that, you know, couldn't afford the bags could actually pay, make, you know, payments over time. So, you know, we've really tried to think of everything uh, for the customer to be able to have access to Gretchen Christine um, without it, you know, being too hard on their bank account, if you will.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think like you said, like the fact that like you turn those kinds of things down, I think is a true testament to you and your brand of Gretchen Christine, because you're like, no, I need to be part of it. I need to feel it. I need to know I believe in it and I endorse it and I want people to be happy. And I think honestly, love, that's why some people love you. Like everyone says like, you're one of the favorite housewives, like whether you're on or not, like everyone loves who you are and your personality and your realness and how much you do share a personal and business on your social media. And you do put yourself wholeheartedly into everything you do. And I think Lots and lots of people see that. And I see that, like, as, like, your friend and stylist, like, how much you put into things and, like, how much emotionally and physically and mentally you invest. And I think that's, like, a true testament
2: to you. Oh, thank you, guys. That's so sweet. Very kind. Oh, gonna I know. I'm going to call on every week. I feel better about myself. <laughs> <laughs>
3: we'll just give you we'll just give no.
0: you,
1: lots of you call every week. You know,
0: I, I also <laughs> wanted to say this, that, you know, talking about IVF is not just really, like, applicable to people with babies. Um, I have a back issue that I did not talk about. And then I ended up in the hospital. So I did. Um, (laughs) And I was really, you know, I talked about a little bit on the podcast, but I never really talked about like, the real situation. I never really described how real and how bad it was. And I think for anyone that has some sort of medical challenge, just seeing anyone else with a medical challenge, being able to talk about it, being able to put it out there and being able to relate to it, it just like makes you feel so much better. And especially like because I think that everyone sees you, you guys are adorable. You have Mm. a wonderful life. You're both gorgeous people. But, you know, and everyone thinks, oh, everything is so perfect. And when everyone puts on social media, oh, it's so perfect. And when you when you put something, when you say, uh, no, I'm not perfect. I have this major challenge and this is what I'm doing about it. It really makes you relatable. And that's something that a producer can never edit out. This and it shows who right.
2: you uh, are. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, that's, that, that's so nice to say. And it. It is true. I mean, I think that that's why I was so kind of taken back and surprised at at the response from the IVF. I mean, you know, like I said, it's hard. I mean, when you're in the public eye and, you know, you're being scrutinized for every little thing and, you know, you're on this TV show and, you know, Housewives is all about glamour and looking great. And so, you know, you're always dolled up and you always look perfect and everything is, you know, glamorous. And I feel like it was, it was was it was hard for me to just be very kind of, you know, dumbed down in my look and my, you know, I was in a beanie and I was in sweats and I'm pulling up my shirt and I don't feel good because I'm already bloated and yucky. And I, you know, it's not the perfect, you know, Instagram picture where it's like photoshopped and smooth and you know what I mean? Like it's really (laughs) raw. And so, um, so it was hard and it was a very vulnerable place for me to open up about. And, you know, it's never, it's never fun to admit that you have some sort of medical condition or, or struggle like that. Um, you know, I, it actually was, it was, there was a little bit of controversy even so, because some people were saying, Oh, well you, you don't even really have a true fertility issue. And, you know, you're insulting the people that really have fertility issues. And I was just like, you know what, like, this is what's so sad about social media nowadays. It's like, it's like, you can't win one way or the other. And so I just decided to ignore that. And actually I, I wrote back to a few of the people and I said, I'm sorry. I said, but I, think that it shouldn't matter what level of fertility issues you have. I think it should matter that you're going through some sort of fertility issues. I think that quantifies as, you know, a struggle no matter what it is. And, um, and so, you know, it's just, it's, it is hard because there's just so much scrutiny around social media and what you do or what you don't do. And, um, you know, Oh, you're Photoshop too much. And then the second that you're more vulnerable, it's like, Oh, you look so bad. Why, you know, why don't you put makeup on, you know? (laughs) So it's like, it definitely is this fine line of of trying to figure out what that is, but I am grateful that I decided just to, you know, just to be really open and honest and kind of let it all hang out because I think that it allowed people to, like you said, just really see that, you know, even celebrities, which again, I hate that word, but celebrities, people that are mm-hmm. the public eye you know, don't have a perfect life. Everybody's living the same thing. We all put our pants on the same way in the morning. I just happen to have a camera there for many years filming me do it. You know what I mean? So, um, so I think if the more that we are just open and honest about what we're going through, I think as, as a culture, it's just, it's a better way to go because as we see with, you know, everything that continues to happen in this world, it's like, we really just need to be uplifting each other and and supporting each other and helping each other through these tough times. I mean, you know, just the suicide rate and just everything that continues to to go so bad is is um, it's just it really saddens me. It breaks my heart to see it. So I think that this was my my um, way of contrib- contributing and giving back with the voice that you know I've been blessed to be given and hopefully you know make a difference in people's lives.
1: No. And that's, that's incredible of you. It's so true. It's like, at the end of the day, we're all here truly to lift one another up and be there for each other and support one another. And especially women, because I feel like we, you know, we all feel like women just attack and shame each other. Constantly, And I, and it's I so can't upsetting. take it. I, yeah.
0: I had an incident with another woman this morning and I, I nearly like lost my mind over it. And I ended up sending her this email saying like, we as women, we need to lift each other up. Like, what is wrong with you? And you know what, it's just so important that, especially like being in the public eye, you can do that in your in your own way. And at the end of the day, I think the most important thing is that you know you're doing something positive. And it exactly. doesn't really matter what they say as long as you know in your heart that you are doing the right thing and that you're helping people and that you're contributing contributing positively. Because you know what? Not everyone, look, like not everyone that's been on a reality show quite honestly can say that. This we all know true. that.
3: <laughs>
2: Are you there? Oh, sorry. I was totally talking, and I guess I hit the mute. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I was just saying that I think it's I think it's so important. I mean, you know, nowadays with how how much social media um, is happening, how much they have access to, you know, reality stars, celebrities, whatever. I think we really do have to realize that we have some sort of responsibility to people to be a role model in some extent. I mean, you know, sadly, (laughs) sadly reality shows are people that people are looking to the, you know, the younger generations are looking to. So I think that was part of the reason even that I told Slade my last season, I just kind of looked at him. I remember sitting at the top of my stairs and I was curled up in a ball and I was crying and I looked at him and I said, like, I don't, this is so against the grain of who I am as a person. Like I'm out doing speaking engagements, talking about uplifting, and empowering women. Yet my job is to tear women down. Like, like it's, it was such a, you know, uh, a struggle internally for me because I was being pulled one direction about who I was in my real life. But yet my job was to go in and tear women down and, you know, have an opinion about their life. And, and so, you know, I do, I wish, I wish that, reality stars or that, you know, people that are in the public eye started to really take a little bit more responsibility for, you know, um, for the ability that they have to really make an impact on, you know, younger generations. Cause I think that, I think that we really can make an impact. And I think the more that we are real and honest and, and open about things, um, and listen, I'm not, I'm all for Photoshop and making yourself look good. I'm all for that, but I also think like I did, like with the videos, sometimes you just have to be raw and real. And, you know, I think that oh, you have to show yeah. to people right. that vulnerable side of you as well.
1: Yep, it's so true. And, and, and I think the more we push past that, you know, filtered look on social and that filtered world, and the more we're honest and vulnerable and real, the more people are going to stop being surprised by it and the more it's going to eventually keep happening.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm still a little scared for the unfiltered photo for me, but yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, hey, guys, listen, my ass is 40 years,
2: 40 years of age anymore, so I got I got <laughs> a little bit of filter, but
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: look, IRL, you you look amazing. I'm like, I have, you know what? Ali always yells at me. I use at least five different programs, <laughs> and it's like, um, so, so bad. I am a, well, it's no, so like, bad. One app does one thing another app does another thing one app is for the yeah. builder the other one is for the i'm like amanda no. lauren you're over smoothing over
1: coloring like leave it alone give me she your phone. always
0: <laughs> gets at me for it and so like you know what but we've all gotta like put a good image out there but i think as long as we're putting a realistic image out yeah. there yeah that's yeah. that's important too and i think like I was actually just saying to Allie before we started recording today, I'm like, I just feel so bombarded with negativity from the media and social media. It is totally, I don't know if I need a digital detox, but I feel so overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's important that like, if we can just put any positivity out, just the tiniest bit of positivity mm-hmm. in our own way, it starts to make, it starts to make an impact because it, it just, it can't, the way it is right now, I've, all this negativity is so unsustainable. It's, it it's too much yeah.
1: unhealthy.
2: It is. It's totally yeah. unhealthy. Mm-hmm. It's very true. I was listening to a, um, to a thing on YouTube the other day, talking all about it and talking about the generation. Uh, what was it? Gen Z, Gen X? Was it gen-,
3: gen X Gen Y baby boom?
2: Yeah, no, not baby boom. That's, <laughs> that's a different generation. But nice try, then. Um, but no, uh, just about the fact that, that what did he call it? He said something about it being called like a what was? What were they, they? They're so entitled to everything. But he had a name for it. Do you remember the name he had?
3: It was so well, that's interesting. That's the millennial question.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's well,
3: the conversation about the millennials. What was What was the, he saying? So was they, so interesting. That unfortunately, the millennials you know the description about them is that they feel very entitled right and that it's an instant gratification world you don't need to know how to communicate your parents have told you you can have whatever you want um, you can have whatever you want. The touch of your fingertips. You want
2: food? It's delivered to your door. You want this? It's, it comes through your app. Like exactly. everything. And you, you know, don't
3: have to know how to communicate with others. If you're looking for a date, you just swipe right. Yeah, that's right. That's what he talked about. That was
2: such an interesting perspective. It's like it's like you don't even have to like go out and try anymore. You don't even have to go to a bar and try and pick up on somebody. It's like you just look at them and then swipe like, right yeah. or left. And it's like, you know, it is interesting because this it, it's like in some ways those connect. Sorry, social technology is so wonderful. And we've been able to, you know, do some amazing, wonderful things with it, especially connecting, you know, with other people and parts of the world and, you know, helping, you know, stop uh, horrible things from happening. And there's so many great things that have come from it. But there's also this underlying form of depression and sadness that has come from it as well, because I think it is a lot of, you know, you're constantly just in your phone focused on those things. You're not really having true connection. Um, you know, I, Slade and I have talked about this several times about, you know, being parents and how in this day and age, it's very hard to be a parent because it's like, you know, at the dinner table, you have to have the rule to not have your cell phone because otherwise you're never going to have a conversation with the kids because everyone's just on their phone mm-hmm. yep, 24 seven. Yeah. So it, It's challenging, you know, nowadays or or the sad, you know, horrible sadness that happens, you know, daily with kids committing suicide because they're being bullied or, you know, they don't feel like they live up to whatever they're seeing on Instagram and all that stuff. So it's very hard. I mean, it's a very, very hard world to live in now as a child. And I think it's so important that it starts at home and really, you know, building up that. You know, confidence in a child that no matter what it is that they're they're receiving or hearing or seeing on social that they are loved and they're important and all those things because there's just too many kids that we're losing um you know because of social media
3: but that's why that's why it's very cool what the two of you are doing because having podcasts like this continues that conversation it continues to help and educate and inspire so we we should uh continue to uh, continue to talk and continue to converse.
1: Yeah, yeah, and thank you for it. saying that, Slade. Because Amanda and I, you know, we kind of just started this podcast organically, we, you know, a like, year ago. Yeah, and we honestly didn't even expect it to take off the way it did. And the one thing that we really told each other when we worked on it together was: no matter what we do, let's have fun with it. Let's never let it get too crazy, and let's always keep things positive and try to keep it as non-political as possible. <laughs> and, it, and 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 it, for the reason <laughs> of that we really want it to be we, a like, safe space, a place to have fun, we do to don't enjoy, want inspire. And yeah. we want
0: people to listen and like it's funny. It's like we I I think that we decided to create the kind of podcast that we wanted to hear. Exactly. And like to be able to listen to something, to laugh, to relate, to understand, and to just like have a takeaway from and feel And, like I want I and I, I can say we both want people after every episode to listen and feel inspired in some way. And maybe Absolutely. and some of, episodes are more inspirational than others but we want right. people to feel in inspired and you know excited and like oh okay and less alone because I think just the world can be so hard and sometimes the only time that you have to connect is driving somewhere when you're listening to a podcast or while you're traveling or whatever or while you're waiting in line PSA: yes, because not everyone is
1: pre-checked
3: um, you know <laughs> <Yeah>. it's <laughs>
1: it's true though and it, and we appreciate you guys saying that and truly coming on and supporting our podcast because it's true it's like you people need to inspire more judge less and just be positive
2: yeah I agree 100% well you guys keep it up because you're doing a good job thank, thank you. you thank you so much guys
1: for giving us so much of your you, time this you, was so much fun
0: thank you Slate I just have to say this that you've always been my favorite OC house husband <laughs> Allie knows oh.
3: this I- no, oh, wait, like, because... okay,
0: like <laughs> season one, like forever, <laughs> you've always been my favorite and you do not disappoint IRL. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's,
3: that's because so he weird. that's
2: because he opens his mouth too much and he has
3: too about it. No, but no, so we so love him for it. She loves the size of my oranges. Oh lordy. Yeah. Uh, everyone, everyone knows that I'm constantly fresh squeezed.
2: Oh lordy, lordy. lordy, lordy. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad Lord. you like him. He drives me nuts about 24-7, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so no, I do. Cute. I I happen to agree with you. I think he's pretty darn great. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
1: He is. He's wonderful. And you guys are wonderful together. And we're so excited for you and sending you guys, you know, all the love and light and prayers and everything with the IVF journey. And thank you again so much for supporting our podcast and coming on. This was so much fun.
2: Yeah, you guys too. Keep it up. And uh, thanks for having us on. And thanks for talking about all things Gretchen Christine. And if people want to follow me, they can follow me at uh, Gretchen Rossi. That's all my my social media handles. But if you're looking for the collection, it's at GretchenChristine.com.
1: Yes, fabulous. And we'll link everything in the show notes, uh, of course, so they can find you. And, of course, I'm sure they already follow you. And they can go check out your amazing handbags and luggage line. And as we always say here, be, be fabulous. fabulous and be inspired. Be inspired. <laughs> Bye. Taught
3: <Bye>. them both how to chain fonda One, two, three, four. Get your booty on the dance floor. Work it out. Shake it, little mama. Let me see you do the chain fonder.